0: Support for this podcast is provided by Paradox, the conversational AI company helping global talent acquisition teams at Unilever, McDonald's and CVS Health get recruiting work done faster. Let's face it, talent acquisition is full of boring administrative tasks that drag the hiring process down and create frustrating experiences for everyone. Paradox's AI assistant, Olivia, is shaking up that paradigm. Automating things like applicant screening, interview scheduling and candidate Q&A so recruiters can spend more time with people, not software. Curious how Olivia can work for your team? Then visit paradox.ai to learn more. There's been more of scientific discovery more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi there, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 423 of the Recruiting Future podcast. Delivering a high-quality candidate experience isn't easy, but it has arguably never been more critical with the recruiting challenges employers are now experiencing. Over all the years that candidate experience has been an industry talking point, what's become really clear to me is that it is fundamentally a strategic rather than a tactical issue. My guest this week is Carlos Fernandez, Director of Talent Acquisition at Houston Methodist. Houston Methodist puts innovation at the heart of its corporate strategy and its approach to candidate experience really reflects this. Hi Carlos and welcome to the podcast. Hi Matt, pleasure to be here. An absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Please could you introduce yourself and tell everyone what
1: you do. Absolutely. Uh, My name is Carlos Fernandez. I'm Director of Talent Acquisition with Houston Methodist. We are a hospital system of seven hospitals here in the greater Houston area, one long-term health facility. We have over 28,000 employees, uh, over 50 recruiters, four sourcers. uh, And my oversight is over talent acquisition, what we do from a sourcing outreach standpoint and our recruitment technology, I'll just add we were recently recognized by Glassdoor on their top employers list as one of the top hospital system employers in the country and then Forbes as one of their top large Hospital employers as well.
0: Congratulations! Must have been a lot of work that went into that.
1: Yes, yes, we're very excited. Uh, certainly, it it takes a certainly a a, a village to uh, level these results, but uh, we're we're very excited on our side.
0: Tell us more about the recruiting challenges that you have the the sort of the healthcare recruiting challenges that that are out there. Uh, I suppose both the the long term issues and the specific things that have been driven by the pandemic?
1: Absolutely, Matt. You know, it all starts with our front lines and our, our patient caregivers and the resiliency that they've shown throughout this period has been core to what we do from a patient care delivery model. Um, we're seeing certainly our, our, our share of attrition from an employment standpoint uh, due to some of that burnout that has been uh, pandemic related. And we're, we are definitely seeing a rise on Are Some of our nurses and clinicians going the agency contract route where they'll pick up travel assignments and pick up uh, shifts starting at six to eight week shifts um, where it can be very lucrative, but at the same time can be very uh, short term in nature uh, where they'll take on future assignments. And so we are seeing some of our workforce go that direction. We in return as an employer to meet our patient requirements. Are, are going to the agency route as well. And so it's, it's something as, as part of the new normal, are we seeing that as as really the trend? Uh, is it a bubble that it, we, we foresee or is it something that we'll be accounting for uh, for the continuing future? Um, one other I- item I'll add is the, really the blurred line between consumerism in healthcare with patient facing uh, patients wanting that same level of care, whether they're here in the hub of the Texas Medical Center or their community hospital, their pharmacy, their outpatient facility, their primary care physician. Um, at the same time, those same patients are in some cases candidates. They've uh, been a patient themselves in one of our hospitals, or have a family member, a friend. And so it's very key that we continue to deliver that same level of care and uh, un- unparalleled uh, patient, ca- uh, unparalleled candidate experience that we're providing on the patient care side.
0: I wanna talk about candidate experience in a bit more detail in a minute. Before we do, though, are there. Any sort of really acute skill shortages across the specialities that you that you recruit for is, or is there just a general shortage of experienced talent?
1: It certainly boils down to supply and demand. You know, I think it, it is portion that uh, there are several. Uh, programs here locally and nationally that play into the cl- the, the patient care uh, professions that we're recruiting for. But at the same time, it's the, the level of competition. Uh, certainly, as I mentioned, the Texas Medical Center, world's largest medical center in the country, a, a center for research and innovation. But at the same time, our community hospitals um, as that same level of care that our patients are looking for at their, you know, down the street from their, their resident's um, you know, it, it is definitely competition at an all-time high in, in a candidate-driven market, no, no different than other industries. Uh, but there are very much uh, a shortage in, say, CRNA programs and uh, key uh, s- skill sets in, in healthcare that uh, we, we see. And, and we are looking to continue to develop our positions to align to the the shortage as well. Tell us
0: more about how you really make yourself stand out as an employer you sort of mentioned the the awards that you've won tell us tell us a bit more about that
1: yes absolutely um you know our core values and 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 culture are are key to how we operate uh on the patient care side but it really resonates to how we interact with our colleagues our community our constituents uh, certainly on the talent acquisition and HR side, you know, really is how we build those relationships with our colleagues. We may not be delivering patient care ourselves, but we have incentives uh, that really resonate within our organization. For example, a patient satisfaction bonus uh, that all our employees are eligible for, um, even our non-patient care providing, uh, uh, p- non-patient care providing workforce um, where e- each time a patient visits our hospital, hospital, there's a survey provided. And based on that level of feedback, there's a bonus attributed to it. So it's, it's really just reinforces that. And our, our core values are our eye care values, integrity, compassion, accountability, respect, and excellence. And it's something very unique that we really celebrate as an organization and is core to our business strategy as well.
0: You mentioned that your candidate experience needs to to match the and mirror that the high quality of your your patients' experience. What's your sort of candidate experience strategy? What tactics do you use? How do you ensure that it's the the high quality that it needs to be?
1: We approach that on a a few different fronts. Uh, One in particular is uh, an exercise that we went through several years ago, pre-pandemic was centered around what we call our know me experience. And that boils down to knowing the candidate uh, as early as sourcing to application, to interview process, to their selection and hiring, onboarding, and ultimately them building their career with Houston Methodist. So it's, it's really that personalized, customized experience And it is certainly a journey and not a destination. Uh, we really are, are continuing to evolve in that fashion from technology and innovation to how our processes are, are succinct and ultimately intuitive from the candidate side. But in a, in addition to that, it really boils down to the recruiter experience and how they interact with our candidates, the hiring managers, and how they, in return, interact with the candidates and the cadence with the recruiter. And it also boils down to ways that we catch. Data, um, for example, we have an annual. Uh, we we'll, we'll, we partner with an out, outside vendor on a voice of the customer survey where we pull. The recruiters themselves do an, a self-evaluation. The hiring managers rate the recruiters. The candidates, uh, both selected and non-selected candidates, uh, rate their overall experience, and it, it goes into various different competencies around the uh, the pre-application process on the career side and navigation on the ATS the process uh, as part of the interview and communication, and then ultimately, if they are hired, um, they, you know, their onboarding experience as well. So it uh, it is one of the key data points that we leverage in addition to some of the, the tried and true measures um, that we see on the talent acquisition side. But it, it helps us continue to refine and uh, reflect where we're performing well and then where we have opportunities as, as well.
0: I want to uh, dig a, a bit deeper into the, the part of the technology plays in that and the technologies that, that you use. Before we do, though, just to talk about Innovation, a, a bit more generally. What, what's your organization's strategy around innovation, and what part does HR and talent acquisition play in that?
1: We've adopted a fail fast, learn and adapt faster methodology, and that is center from our uh, innovation center for uh, well, our center for innovation uh, within our hospital system. It, it's it's our, led by several leaders. Uh, across our enterprise uh, from our operations side uh, to our marketing, to our finance and um, in, in research and our CHRO and our VP of talent and experience have a seat at the table and they tag up with our HR team across the map. Um, we've through that effort, have been able to really uh, draw and implement several different technologies on the HR front, including talent acquisition. And uh, as well from that, um, a HR center for In- innovation has evolved as part of that, where we've been able to leverage various different technologies from recruitment chatbot to virtual chat, To our most recently, our our ATS that we launched last year, and uh, we are assessing additional uh, technologies as we speak. So it really is that uh, rapid uh, assessment of um, operational leaders across the enterprise. And that's one of the areas that is very unique. It's not a siloed. R and D center that was built from the ground up. It was really launched by those operational leaders, and it's really um, you know kudos to our executive team that uh, really um, th- that really evolved and developed that to ensure that uh, again the operational leaders were core to that uh, coming off the ground, and it was really an, an organic. Uh, conversation that uh, started and evolved, and, and really has become a, a you know quite the quite the system in place.
0: You mentioned the, the technologies that you're using there, and obviously technology underpins a lot of the things that that we've been talking about. Tell us more about that role that technology plays and also which technologies you use
1: we're continuing to evolve and assess new technologies as part of again that know me journey uh for candidates uh you know some from sourcing to hiring uh, we've re- a couple years now and in, into play we we launched the paradox candidate capture um, for primarily nursing and that's been very successful we've hired over a thousand uh, experienced RN positions which are certainly our purple squirrel roles um, when it comes to complexity to hire and and uh, match the the market that the market need And additionally we've gone with virtual chat certainly during this pandemic period is be- become the norm. We are recently uh, most recently starting on-site events again but virtual chat is definitely here to stay. And uh, we have, uh, through our employee health clinic uh, team, we're able to launch an interview scheduling software that syncs in with Outlook. And that's been very beneficial for ease of use, taking some of the administrative burden uh, off our recruiters and really some of that transactional responsibilities in, in scheduling. Uh, so that's been very beneficial. Um, most recently, we are assessing um, asynchronous video as well to really capture uh, that employer brand and the testimonials directly from nurses that want to hear from other nurses, pharmacists that want to hear from other pharmacists, and so on, and, um, you know, continuing to assess if i may add the one other factor here is that we we really um looked at that that fail fast learn faster model um, again in, in some instances where we we determined some technologies are just not a match um, we did launch a voice uh, voice technology platform we are still going through that implementation process but we did see during the pandemic period it was not drawing the results that we um, we, we had uh, measured as part of the ROI so we we paused that and are assessing that further but um, it's part of that adoption process that we, uh, mobilize very quickly. Determine what matches, what what works from a metric standpoint, and uh, where where we need to really um, uh, put our resources towards.
0: And it's the organization's overall approach to innovation strategy that allows you to, to do that, to test and implement things quickly and then move on if they're not working?
1: Exactly. Yes. Um, you know, really part of that is the change management. And so with the that infrastructure in place, um, it has helped from uh, not only the leadership adoption standpoint, but the, the end user adoption standpoint, um, where, you know, as any technology, specifically within our organization, the you know, it's it's the WIFM comes into play. The what's in it for for me, um, and whether it's the the leader or the end user, and we work to engage the end users, whether it's the recruiters or HR partners, as soon in the process as possible, uh, so we can really measure that um, that that success and and have them part of that process and that build. Uh, additionally, as part of that change management, engaging them early in the process. Our, our process is not centered around replacing roles. It's really about supplementing the recruiter and sourcer process. So that, that's been beneficial for us as well. Just going
0: back to the candidate capture initiative you were talking about with nurses, because it sounds like that was particularly successful. Can you talk us through how that
1: works? Certainly. You know, first off, um, you know, are no different than other, uh, you know, talent acquisition departments out there are our recruiters do have a home life at some point. So they do go home to their family and friends, etc. And so connecting with candidates across hours uh, can be challenging and balancing that time. And so, you know, we were looking and we were on the market for a platform that would allow us to connect with candidates at all hours of the day and be able to position us to connect as well with, with uh, candidates across the country. And so, you know, with nurse shifts specifically, it is a 24 by seven operation. Uh, We have nurses that are working three, 12-hour shifts on most cases, two, three, 12-hour t- shifts per week. Those can range from, you know, three different shift levels from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m., 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., and then hours in between. And so a lot of times those nurses, they're coming off their shift at 7 in the morning or they're going into their shift uh, at that same time. And those, so, so the standard hour, you know, standard 9 to 5, 8 to 5, et cetera, uh, it does not match up where, you know, a lot of times if we contact a nurse, we're not hearing back for for some, several hours. And so to position a, a technology to be able to connect with candidates was a huge win at all hours of the day. Uh, we positioned it initially for... Uh, what we call med search nurses. So that's primarily the m- the multitude of service lines, generally an entry point for an experienced RN, and then they go into specialties. Um, but starting there where we have scalability across our enterprise, across the eight entities, and then be able to position that where utilizing the auto scheduling feature you know, they uh, we leverage that conversation to engage, uh, learn about the candidate's experience uh, level, and then ultimately connect them with our sourcing team. One of the key parts of that is we we wanted to position it where. Ultimately, what we're doing is we're minimizing that throughput, leveraging technology to be able to connect with candidates, ultimately with a you know, human being quicker. And whether that's the sourcer, whether that's the recruiter, whether it's ultimately the hiring manager, uh, we saw that uh, that throughput was, was key on, on building efficiency and effectiveness throughout the process. And, uh, so that was our initial pilot. We also ran a pilot with uh, what we call medical assistants, which are the support staff that work alongside a physician. And, um, we didn't see the same level of resource. But part of that was because we didn't leverage the auto-scheduling feature as part of that pilot. Um, But really, it was about uh, leveraging the pilot, seeing what results were immediately. And then once we saw results on the nursing side, we expanded that to all service lines for experienced nurse uh, positions.
0: As a final question, taking into account everything that you're doing, the technology that you're using, the experimentation, the the innovation, what do you think the future of talent acquisition looks like? like? Where are we heading? What would we be talking about if we have this conversation again in two years' time?
1: Yes, definitely a fascinating question and loaded one at the same time, Matt. Um, But uh, definitely the future is now with AI and innovation and candidate attraction. Um, Really, one of the things that, that we see here is, is our organizations need to continue to evolve when it comes to how we engage with candidates and disseminate information from those engagements, specifically ATS systems, CRM systems, different databases. Um, it's key that we're routing information one touch, ideally, certainly the, the more clicks, a candidate has to grow through the the more drop off rate, and you know most recently I think there was a study from AppCast and Sherm that uh, you know indicated uh, application drop off rate is uh, over ninety percent, and so anything we can do f- to limit that process ultimately capture that data one time, one time only, um, and, and create it much like an online shopping cart. A candidate can build their profile one time, enter their information, and then ultimately carry them forward to that uh, application and formal expression of interest is going to be very key for us. And ultimately, connecting with candidates quicker, more efficiently, more effectively. Um, that's that's um, one, a couple of the areas that jump out uh, from my standpoint.
0: Carlos, thank you very much for talking to me. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure, Matt. My thanks to Carlos. You can subscribe to this podcast in Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or via your podcasting app of choice. Please also follow the show on Instagram. You can find us by searching for Recruiting Future. You can search all the past episodes at recruitingfuture.com. On that site, you can also subscribe to the mailing list to get the inside track about everything that's coming up on the show. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next time, and I hope you'll join me.
1: This is my show.